to the EMPA podcast. I'm Dr. Michael O. Adams, the director of the Executive Master of Public Administration program here at Texas Southern University. I think the historical black college and university is the very foundation of the, the hope for the black advancement as a people. You have to remember that nobody is going to educate our children like historically black colleges and universities to be proud and unapologetic of being black, having black life, black humanity, and black liberty. And that's what black colleges stand for. I am from and born and raised in Fifth Ward, Texas, as a lot of people like to call it, or the nickel if you're from there. And I guess I can say my creation came about people in my neighborhood instilling great values into me. And I am Wanda Adams, former Houston City Council member, former HISD trustee, and now current Justice of the Peace for Harris County Precinct 7, Place 1. The Justice of the Peace is a position that is part of the Harris County Judiciary. There are 16 justices of the peace, and we are who people will call the People's Court. The Justice of the Peace was created in the early 1800s when representatives or citizens of that particular time did not have a representation, so they called them magistrates. And so they needed someone to go to to be able to voice their concerns and their problems to of any um, disagreements between citizens. And so JPs was established for that same reason. And so we are the lower court of Harris County, if you want to call it, and you do not have to have a law degree to hold this particular court. And we host civil matters as well as minor criminal matters in the court. Why did I get in the program for the Masters of, the Executive Masters of the Public Administration program? It's a great story. I was on Houston City Council representing uh, District D, where this, my alumni, Texas Southern University, sits, and just minding my own business, I can say, just representing the constituents of Houston. And I received a phone call from Professor Micah Adams calling me and telling me what he's about to do. And they're getting ready to start this inaugural class of the Executive Masters in Public Administration. And he asked, would I want to come back and get my master's degree? I told him I would call him back because I don't think I have the time to do it, Professor Adams. 
And he waited maybe a couple of days, and then he called me back, and he stated, uh, Wanda, he didn't call me by my title. He said, Wanda, I want you to come back and get your master's. He said, because I believe if you come back and get your master's, this will open up many doors for where you're trying to go. And I said, Dr. Adams, I will not have the time. I'm serving on Houston City Council. All of my hours are taken. I do not have the time to come back to school. He said, okay, I need you to think about it. I'll call you back. Maybe about three or four more days, he said, class is getting ready to start. And here's the information. I want to see your name pop up as a registrant in the executive master's program of public administration. I said, I gave another excuse. He said, I'm not taking any more excuses from you. Tell me what are your top two concerns. I said, time and being able to really focus and to be able to turn in assignments on time. And that's why I met attorney Rochelle Jones. He said, I'm going to assign you someone to help you navigate through everything. So if you have any questions, we'll be here to help you. He said, we're going to be with you. We're going to walk you through it. If you fall behind, we're going to have somebody to make sure we keep you on task. I said, okay, Dr. Adams, Professor Adams. And he did everything that he stated that they were going to do, but not just me, because it was maybe like 30 students in the class at the time, because we were the inaugural class. And they just took time with us, especially me. I want to say I was the, uh, the child who needed the most held, hold, hand held, holding because I was busy serving on council, but they held me through it. If I had questions, they was there. A year and a half later, I graduated. And um, I want to say that that was one of the best decisions I ever could have made. And I just want to thank Professor Adams for not giving up on me and saying that this degree will open doors. And um, he put me actually in the publication as one of the students to promote the program. And so I am just really honored to actually carry that on my resume. And then um, I've, I've referred several students who have actually graduated from the program because I think it's a wonderful program and uh, I wouldn't take nothing for it at this time. It improved my capabilities as a public servant because it allowed me and taught me how to handle those tough policy issues the correct way. It taught me how to handle policies affecting budgets the correct way. It taught me how to work in group settings, even though there were many differences, on how to handle individuals on the levels where they are. And not only that, it prepared me administratively to be able to handle issues that affect government, that affect public policy, and not only that, just to open those doors. And it left the door open. Even if I have questions today, I'm able to call Professor Adams and say, give me your thought on this. So it has opened many doors and it has did a, an, a, an amazing job of setting the foundation to prepare me for where I am today because I took, I took a leap of faith and went back to school. I took a leap of faith knowing that I can take what I've learned in the EPA uh, program and that it just allowed me great opportunities to reflect on government, whether it be on the national level, state level, or the public level, on how to utilize what I learned and to apply it right now today in the real world. One thing I can say 
issues or a project that empowered me politically is taking a stand for constituents who I served every day and taking their issues to heart and removing politics away from service. What I mean about that is when I was on Houston City Council, I came in under Mayor White at the time, and then, of course, Mayor Parker. And Mayor Parker, I worked with her before she even came a mayor. And um, I started under Mayor Lee P. Brown as just a regular, everyday employee. So what empowered me then is because the same constituents who I served as an elected leader was the same constituents that I served as a lay leader, meaning I was working with them every day. I was the liaison, so I knew what their issues were. Uh, when Mayor Brown, uh, I think he started, and I think he had the super neighborhood program. I helped start seven and eight of those super neighborhood programs on how to organize, how to prioritize projects that was on the forefront of those communities and knowing what they wanted for their area. Well, fast forward to me being elected as a member of Houston City Council, I was able to take what I was able to work with those constituents on every day and part of being a part of the public administration program, when it talk about priorities in government, it allowed me to take those priorities that was placed before I even was an elected official and bring it under my elected official hat. Meaning, I knew what their priorities were. They had been waiting years. If you've been a part of Houston, the city of Houston, sometimes it takes an average of 12 or 13 years to get a major project done. If it's streets, parks, no matter what it's been for a major capital improvement project, it took years. Well, what I've learned attending Texas Southern University, not just on my master's level, but on my undergrad level, because my undergrad is in public affairs, to prioritize projects that the constituency want. Not so much what I want as the elected leader, but I learned to separate the politics from the projects and service. Working with them for all those years, and when I came a member of city council, I was able to present to Mayor White, Mayor Parker, for those eight, six years that I served and say, hey, these are the priorities of the community, not Wanda. And these are the priorities that these communities has been looking for for years that have been put placed on the back burner. And some of the major projects that I can say was is the Vincent Branch Library, that have been put on a back burner for many years. And when I came into office, I said, no more. They've been waiting on this for years. We want to go ahead and get this done. If it was buildings that have been standing for over 30 years and they've been asking for blight removal that has been sitting there for 30 years off an of airport, I went to the mayor. I said, I need this as a priority. They've been waiting for this for years, and we need to get this done. It was torn down within my first, my second year of being on city council. So I learned just to remove politics from things and uh, and just listen to the constituents. And I think that that is one of the things that set me apart and to be the best public servant that I can be. And I give a lot of that to Texas Southern University, where it's under my undergrad as well as my master's. As an African-American woman in this climate, of government, of service, of politics, of education, 
Can I say, has it been easy? No. Can I say, if there's been some hard roads to climb? Yes. Has there been times when I felt as a woman or an African and an African American woman in this political climate? Have I felt that I've always, you know, fit in? I felt a lot of times that I didn't fit into this political environment. And we just have to keep our focus. We have to know that whatever dreams we dreamt, that we keep our eye on that prize and don't let anyone take us off of that goal that we have in mind. Don't let anyone take you off of that focus. Don't let anyone say that you can't, regardless of how powerful that individual may be. Because if in your spirit and you know that through your faith that you're supposed to do something, then you do it regardless of, but get the next necessary tools that you need to allow you to move forward in your goals because you cannot open those goals of opportunity without the tools. That means the tools of service, the tools of education, the, the, the tools of I'm going to do it, the tools of a mindset that I'm going to keep my head above water, those tools of networking with those individuals and finding a mentor that is not going to be afraid to tell you when you go wrong. Being an African-American woman, especially in Harris County, sometimes it gets tough. I've had obstacles. I've had people to come against me. I've had people to tell me that I didn't fit in. I had comments of, well, you are a transplant. Um, who are you? You're not from here. Um, you're from Fifth Ward. How did you get over here in Third Ward? Um, what's You went to Kashmir. Just all kinds of negativity that they could have planted inside of me. But I took those negatives and I made it a positive. So one of the things that I always say, and everybody know that I have a, a, a huge faith in God and in Christ. And I always used to tell people, um, they said, if anything good come out of Nazareth, and we know that Jesus came out of Nazareth, so they used to always do all these negative things on where I was from. Um, you from Kashmir. You from Fifth Ward. And I said, do you know who came out of Fifth Ward? Who was probably like 10 miles from where I was raised? And they were, some people didn't even know. And I said, Barbara Jordan is from Fifth Ward. Mickey Leland is from Fifth Ward. You know, they're from Fifth Ward. And they have become leaders of this nation, set history in this country. But they're not downplayed. Coming from Fifth Ward made them stronger. It didn't make them doubt because I was born in a place that has a negative connotation from it. They took it and it empowered them. And it makes us proud. Because now when I go back to where I was from, I tell them, I'm from here. Do not let where you come from determine the destination of greatness because that is what empowered me the most. And now I get to add all the communities to it. Where are you from? I'm from Hiram Clark. That's where I live right now. Where are you from? I'm from Third Ward. That is where I got educated. Where are you from? I'm from Sunnyside because that's where my office was when I started this political journey. Now I get to add every community 
that I represent, whether it's Westbury, Braidswood, Hiram Clark, South Park, Sunnyside, Third Ward, Fifth Ward, Cashmere, Wheely, E.O. Smith, it doesn't matter. Lamar Fleming, it doesn't matter. R.L. Isaacs Elementary School, I can go back and now they are proud of me. My coaches are proud of me. My teachers are proud of me. My professors are proud of me. Because now when they see me, they say, that's my student. One of the greatest rewards that I've ever could have gotten was when my university, the Texas Southern University, called me and said, we have a request of you. And me, not knowing why the president, Dr. Rutley at the time, was calling me. And I'm like, what you need, Dr. Rutley? Would you mind giving a commencement speech for the 2011 class of Texas Southern University? I said, huh? He said, yes, we want you. Your name came up in our selection committee. I said, you want me to give the commencement speech are you serious? He said, yes. And that was one of the greatest rewards that I was able to do for my university, to see that a girl from Fifth Ward, Texas, born in poverty, but still had both my parents, the baby of four, to know that I launched because of Texas Southern. I launched because Texas Southern saw something in me that I did not see in myself. I launched, and that was my speech that day, when you launch. And when Texas Southern is the foundation from where you launch from, I launched when the basketball coach decided to come to Cashman High School and say, do you want a five-year scholarship to come to Texas Southern to play basketball? That's when Wanda Adams really, I can say, was created based on your first question because of what they gave me, what Yvette Scales gave me. And I will never forget it. And now to serve as a judge, a former HISD trustee of the largest school district in the state of Texas, and the seventh largest in the United States, to serve as an African-American woman. At one time, I was the only African-American woman that was on city council at the time. And to be able to start at a place where I can be great because of the school where I graduated from. And so being an African-American woman in this day and time is to say I can, is to say I will, and to say, I must. Why? Because an African-American woman, regardless of who, I deserve it. I deserve it. What makes Wanda Adams good 
for politics. But I guess I would say is that someone else seeing the good in you. Meaning, someone named Mr. Boxy saw the good in me. And then another constituent, then another constituent, they saw something in me when I was just working for the mayor's office. Politics, I wasn't one of those persons, a student, when we used to have career days. You remember career days in school? When we would have all these type of professions that would come, lawyers, doctors, astronauts, scientists, teachers, elected officials, Congress people would come into the class and say, pick my career. What do you want to do when you grow up? Because I want to be a nurse because my mom was a nurse. And for someone to see the good in you and see the good before you see it is a huge plus. Because I was just doing what I was called to do, just providing service. If someone had a complaint about their trash, I'm right on it. If somebody needed to look at high weeds and do drive arounds, I was on it. If people wanted to do, or communities wanted to do neighborhood cleanups, I was on it. If people wanted to bring Mayor Brown or Mayor White or Mayor Parker out to the communities, I was proud, I was on it. I never wanted to be an elected official. That was not my choice of careers, never. I didn't say, I wanna be a congressional woman or I wanna be an elected, I wanna be president, I wanna be, that was not my response. I wanted to be a nurse like my mom. And so when someone saw good in me, in 2006, I was at a community meeting and this individual came and approached me and said, you know what, we've been watching you. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? We want you to run for city council. And I said, I can never be a council person. And they said, why not? I say, one, I'm just a regular employee. I don't make the money. I can never get the votes, I don't think. And so I don't think I would be the best choice for the people. And he said, you ought to think about it. And then at the beginning of 2007, council member Ada Edwards called and said, are you interested in running for city council? And I told her no. Maybe like a couple of months later, she called back and then another one of her former staff called back and said, you ought to think about running for city council. We think you'll be good. And I say, guys, I'm not the person that someone would pick. And then a constituent came to me and said, no, you are the type of person that we want. And every day, person that is not connected to politics. And so I still said no. And Ada said, well, I'm not going to, council member Edward said, well, I'm not going to ask you anymore. That's your decision. That's your choice. So maybe around about, I want to say about April or May of 2007, one of uh, the person who I hired as my chief of staff when I became elected, but before then, she was the chief of staff for council member Ada Edwards. And she said, come take a walk with me. And we walked to City Hall. And um, she pointed at the chair that council member Edwards was sitting in. And she said, you see that chair over there? I said, yeah. 
She said, that could be your chair. I said, no, that can't be my chair. She said, it can't be your chair. She said, but the only issue is somebody else going to be sitting in it. And I said, what do you mean? She said, somebody else going to be sitting in your chair because you don't want to run for office. She said, well, think about it. And she said, but it's going to be your call. And then she went on talking to me and telling me stories on why that should be my seat. I said, well, give me a couple of days and let me think about it. And, of course, I have a strong faith in God, and I prayed about it. And what came to me was God gave me the story of David and how David wanted to go up against Goliath and, and fight the giant. But everybody was trying to put their armor on David. They was trying to make David do what they would want to do. But David started taking off their armor, and he said, I'm going to use what's in my hand. Then I talked to my mom, and I was telling her, I said, I think I could do this. And she said, well, baby, if you do it, just use what's in your hands. And I said, Mom, what's in my hands? She said, you got the mayor's office in your hands, working for the city in your hands, working for various constituency in your hands. You have the power in your hands to conquer any giant to be an elected official. And that's exactly what I did. I used what was in my hands. I used the faith in God that I had. And I just took a leap of faith. And I had seven opponents. It was the year of 2007. And the number seven is the year of completion. And so in 2008, eight represents the number of new beginnings. So I guess I had to have the faith and the leap of faith. Ada supported me once I finally told I was going to do it. She endorsed me. And I was victorious in November 7th of 2007 um, and began my seat in January of 2008 because I was using the gifts and the talents that was in my hands. And so the question was, what made Wanda good for politics? I said, it wasn't what made Wanda good for politics. It was what made people see the good in me to be able to run and be in politics. What I think about Texas Southern University, the greatest HBCU, I believe, on this side of heaven, is that it is a place where there's family, where there's friends, where there's connections, where there's uh, a strong foundation of education, of history. This is a place that a person, when they graduate from here, they will know that their life will be launched in greatness because Texas Southern University is added to their degree, their resume, because people in this world is country corporations. They have their eye on Texas Southern University. And so with me, Texas Southern means greatness. Texas Southern means a place where I was able to get my start. And so when it comes to the Texas Southern University, it is a place where I believe in and it is a place that believes in me. And I am Wanda Adams, a proud alumnus of the Texas Southern University, former Houston City Council member, former HISD trustee, and now the current Harris County Justice of the Peace Precinct 7, Place 1. Why? 
because the Texas Southern University has been a part of me for many years, and I am honored to carry the tag of a true TSU Tigers. My final word to you, you will now have the opportunity to maintain the world or change the world. You can maintain the status quo or you can change it. Those who change the status quo are the Benjamin Crumps of the world. They have courage. So I beg that you would just have the courage to not only get a job, but to change the system once you get into that job. We have great work to do, and I call upon you to do the great work that has to be done. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America, Thurgood Marshall School of Law, Texas Southern University. Thank you. special about tonight. What is different? What is special? I, Barbara Jordan, am a keynote speaker. 1956, Texas Southern graduate Barbara Jordan kicked down barriers to become the first African-American woman elected to Congress from the Deep South. 1970, Texas Southern graduate Mickey Leland was elected to Congress and led the fight against poverty and hunger worldwide. They developed the skills to make history and change the world at Texas Southern University. TSU continues their legacy at the Barbara Jordan Mickey Leland School of Public Affairs, offering degrees in administration of justice, public affairs and administration, urban planning and environmental policy, political science, and now an executive master's in public administration online. For more information, contact Dr. Michael O. Adams at 713-313-7760 or online at tsu.edu. Enter the Barbara Jordan Mickey Leland School of Public Affairs as a student. Leave as a leader with the skills to change the world.